everybody. Welcome to Terror Talk. When I said, are you ready? Kathy goes, mm. <laughs> I got a grunt. I, are you ready to record? Mm. It, mm. <laughs> these these uh, episodes that we do for What the Hell are fun because it's it's sort of like the preparation I do for my horror facts where like the <laughs> rabbit holes. Yeah. And just the keywords that I type in to find the dumbest shit. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, this actually exists. This like if I, you know, it's that saying, if you've thought about it, it's happened. For sure. Yeah. So if you've thought about something weird, you just Google it and there's like five and it's crime like, oh, stories. There's actually a crime around this. Okay. <laughs> so today on the show, if you have never been present for one of our what the hell episodes, this is, a, these are crime stories that make us go, what the hell? So they're just absurd. It's just absurdness. There's no rhyme or reason necessarily. And we end up, you know, we enjoy it. And we're told our listeners enjoy them as well. So here we go. I'm going to start us off with a quickie. Let's do it. <laughs> Name, neighbors of this man want to nip this vandal in the bud. A mysterious man whose residents have called him Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> has been bizarrely snipping branches off residents' trees late at night in Fort Worth, Texas. Hold on. Before you move on, I'm picturing Wait. I'm picturing this guy. There's a picture, too. And, and he's just like, oh, I got to get that branch. <laughs> I don't and, really and, think and, so. Can I, can I, no, I mean, I'm going to, just yeah. as an aside. This is what we do on I, the I used to live in this neighborhood where this guy had, and not that there's anything funny about OCD, but it's funny in this context is every time he'd walk down the street and he had his dog and his dog was super cute. If he saw a trash can out of, he'd have to write it. He, yeah. He'd have to write it and he'd have to move it. And oh. so I'm, I'm thinking, and he'd walk up to every house and adjust the trash can sitting at the bottom of the driveway. I'm thinking like this guy's going, Oh, I just got to clip it. I just <laughs> got to clip it. it. I've been looking at yeah. it all day. Yeah. <laughs> now. Yes. OCD is debilitating. <laughs> Today on the show, we are being light and airy, so that's not what this is. That's, we're not making statements about OCD today, but I think you're probably right. He's got to clip it. Here we go. The self-appointed arborist <laughs> <laughs> has trimmed at least a dozen trees on the street in front of homes in the area and was caught on camera several times mid-snip. He can't help himself. No. And then the quote is, sometimes he'll just take a little bit off, but then in other people's trees, he'll take massive gobs. This is the neighbor saying like, and then of course there's a picture of him with his little like arborist outfit on and like a mask or something with his little gloves and his little clippers. Is and he's the middle like, of the night? Yes. <laughs> so he knows it's wrong. He does. So in home surveillance footage, the branch bandit, I love the way they write these articles, <laughs> I know. can be seen doing the deed normally at around 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, 3 a.m. with an unleashed dog. So he just walks around in the middle of the night, walking it's his be dog. my neighbor. <laughs> my neighbor had an unleashed dog and he'd go and adjust the cans. It's got to be. Is it in Los Angeles? No. I would, no, no. But I was talking to my wife. This is a quote, obviously. Emily and I, and I was like, "Hey, we had a storm last night." Referencing downed limbs in front of his home, and she was like, "Oh no, that's Edward Scissorhands." And so I was like, "Huh, what?" <laughs> and his wife Emily said that the limb lifter, God, the names, the limb lifter had earned the nickname, a nod to the 1990 Johnny Depp movie, due to his lust for slicing. People in the neighborhood were talking about it, and it seems like they, it was word had hit the streets. 
police are now using the footage to investigate who the unwanted tree trimmer may be. <laughs> oh my God. There's interviews with these people and they're like, we have a homeowner's association. We have to keep the trees a certain way. And when he cuts too much or he does this, cause some of the trees he really gets to snipping. <laughs> he starts trimming the tree and then you'll see him in the videos he's like admiring his work and kind of like stepping back and looking oh at it God. like what do you it, think would happen if someone right? stopped him in progress i don't know like if they caught him like, like would he lash out? out i have no i don't know would he snip them i maybe the neighbors are just sort of like the last quote of the article is we really just want him to stop doing this <laughs> <laughs> They're like, not I'm even like what? They're not even scared. They're just exhausted no. by him. <laughs> they're just like, like can you just stop? stop? Just, just this is weird. Just stop it. You're setting off all the ring cameras. Oh, can you? Can you just shut up and go home with your stupid My dog? And least did it like in the morning on his morning walk. Was trimming your trees? No, no, adjusting oh. the cans. Oh right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. His unleashed dog. So that's an example of a what the hell story. Mm. <laughs> This one is called A Woman Set Bees on Police. Well, man, she got pissed. No. So in October 2022, Massachusetts resident Rory Woods, just picture this, <laughs> unleashed a swarm of bees on police officers. And in some circles, she's been coined as a hero. Oh, uh, okay. As a member of the Massachusetts alliance against predatory lending woods has fought for years against the foreclosure of her homes mm. so yeah this is like well, what can i do to get back at the city okay okay got it so she believed that she and other people in this group had been victims of unlawful foreclosure mm. and on the morning of her bee related crime <laughs> woods friend alton king jr <laughs> Was about to be evicted from his home. And she had had it. Oh, apparently. She's like, you know what? That's it. One more. Evicted. She's a vigilante bee tamer. So King, her friend, had yeah. been at the courthouse asking a judge for a stay on this whole process. So there wasn't a foreclosure. And as law enforcement started to, to gather at his home to carry out the eviction, fucking Woods was right there. Oh, boy. On the scene. And started shaking boxes of bees. Oh. She had in the back of her SUV. Oh. Now, there's also photos what? of this. Okay. And this is something else. So her intuition was to agitate. Here's the insight and the judgment. Mm. Her in intention was to agitate the bees and unleash them on the officers. <laughs> Activists nearby who were not who were protesting King's eviction cheered her on. Oh, shake the bees! Unleash the crack! Unleash them! <laughs> Woods reportedly expresses pleasure when an officer said he was allergic. She's mm -hmm. like, "Good." She goes, "Oh, you're allergic? Good." A report says. Mm -hmm. When she arrived at about nine fifteen a.m. local time. Mm -hmm. Towing a stack of manufactured beehives with an SUV, Miss Woods exited the vehicle <laughs> and tried to open the lids to unleash the bees. So uh, imagine, like, the guy's like, okay, ma'am, stop. Get, go, go. And she's trying to open the lids, and the, the bees are starting to come out, right? Good Lord. A, sheriff, a sheriff's deputy tries to stop her, 
But as the agitated bees start getting out and circling the area, he's like, I, I, I had to pull back. I, I mean, they were, I mean, they were coming out fast and hot. She, th- oh god, this was the prep. This is the premeditated bee crime. Hold on, it gets worse. She then smashes the lid of one of the hives and flips it off the flatbed, agitating the bees even more so. They start to swarm the entire area, stinging several officers. Everyone's now getting stung. <laughs> and, and bystanders who are nearby. Can you see the scene in your head? Everyone, I sure can. People are just running everywhere screaming. And one deputy had to be taken to the hospital where he was treated. That's all. So you now here comes the labels. <laughs> Meanwhile, the honeycomb hauling hothead. No. There then, it is. Okay. Continue the picture. Slips on a beekeeping suit. And rolls three more hives in front of the house to block cops from serving King the eviction. She's like, oh, now I got more. She so she puts on a whole fucking suit. I don't feel like she played the tape through. Like, what what was going to happen? Clearly not. Like, First of all, anyone who thinks of bees as being like, you're... I mean, a weapon? And she's now putting the suit on. She just had access to a bunch of bees, oh, so God. she figured... So shocked officials at the sheriff's department said this crime had no precedent in, in his career. No shit. Of course, the officers were only there to do their jobs and the bee stunt only delayed the inevitable. It's like, ma'am, we could have taken care of this at 9 a.m. It's now 1 p.m. We got everybody fucking stung. Someone's in the hospital. It's One person's an allergic reaction. Yeah. So she was charged with four counts of battery and assault and three counts of assault by means of a dangerous weapon, the bees. Yeah, yeah. She pled not guilty and was released without bail. <sighs> clever or stupid what the hell i think it's like yeah <clears throat> you be the judge good lord okay <laughs> on to the next larry sanders <laughs> yeah larry 53 is charged with the murder of jimmy Knighton while the two were noodling near Ada, oklahoma <laughs> now <laughs> noodling is the practice? <laughs> She's just laughing at the word noodling. Noodling is the practice of hand fishing, traditionally refers to luring and capturing catfish. So with your hands, they were noodling. Yeah, who doesn't know that saying? They're at Oklahoma. You don't noodle on Saturday. <laughs> Officials announced in a press release. Yeah, do on Saturdays. Yeah, I love a southern accent. I'm not making fun. It's just fun to do. Okay, Knighton was allegedly strangled and beaten to death by Christ. Sanders. Wow, over a fish? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going I'm getting to the motive. The bizarre incident unfolded on July 9th after Sanders and Knighton got into a physical dispute while the pair were fishing in the South Canadian River. Sanders and Knighton had been noodling in the river on Saturday when a confrontation ensued. Sanders reported striking and strangling Knighton. So it wasn't like an unsolved crime. He just said that's what happened. There. And here's why. Officials said that Sanders confessed to a relative to carrying out Knighton's slaying. The two men were actually friends. So everyone is confused. Uh, <laughs> Sanders was ultimately charged with first degree murder and, and went to prison, of course. Why? Why, you may ask. Why did these two friends get so upset? Authorities who suspect Sanders was intoxicated at the time of the alleged killing haven't released a specific motive, but under questioning, however, Sanders allegedly rambled about Bigfoot. He appeared to be under the influence of something, and his statement was that Mr. Knighton had summoned Bigfoot to come and kill him, and that's why he had to kill his friend, Mr. Knighton. Mm. 
<laughs> she's serious now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds pretty serious. She's taking it very seriously. It sounds pretty the big serious. Foot. It always makes it easier. You still have to prove all the elements of the crime, but we were happy to get a confession about Bigfoot. Oh, my God. Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, people just out there swinging about wow. Bigfoot. Wow. He, his friend had summoned Bigfoot, so he had to kill his friend. He was really freaked out. Yeah, he was like, dude. How dare I? Like, he's dare had an you encounter. The Bigfoot. Like, he's had an encounter with him before. Yeah, like, if I kill you, then Bigfoot's not coming. I'll tell you what, though. You saw that I went to the Bigfoot Museum when I was in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And that's something to check out. And you talk to those guys there, they're scientists, and they will give you the facts. So, you know what? Maybe. Maybe it was real. Maybe he, there was a, a real thing going on. That the victim had a. A radio to Bigfoot and was oh dear, I can't believe bringing the big guy in summoned him. I know, man. Of course I not. Know. I don't think we have the whole story on that. I don't think we do either. And he was intoxicated, so more to be revealed. There you go. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, this one's called Two Farts for One, Man Charged with Repeatedly Farting During Strip Search. Oh, the amount of fart stories that we've told with What the Hell over the years. They're so easy to find. Oh my God. And the people that become so incredibly offensive. There's so many. This is a man in Scotland. Okay. He's been ordered to perform 75 hours of community service after intentionally passing gas as police officers conducted a body cavity search. Mm. Police responding to a vehicle collision on the Langstrot in Aberdeen noticed Stuart Cook, 28, speaking to the driver of another car. After observing a strong marijuana odor Mm -hmm. emanating from Cook, officers said, okay, out of the car, we need to search you. And what did they find? They found a small amount of cannabis. This is according to the, the paper. So the police then end up handcuffing Cook, who now immediately starts to lose his mind and starts to scream, and he starts to get really aggressive. He's brought to the police station in, and I'm not making up this, the name of this police station, is Kitty Brewster. <laughs> okay. Where he is booked and strip searched. Okay, Mm -hmm. so he's already flailing, he's yelling, he's at Kitty Brewster. During the procedure, officers claim Cook passed wind intentionally multiple times. After noodling? After noodling. Cook, here's a quote from reported prosecutor Lucy Simpson. Prosecutors for the... Cook deliberately farted in the direction of the officer three times, stating, how do you like that? (laughs) This is like with the bee lady. Like his defense. Oh, I'm gonna get the bees <laughs> on you. This is straight out of the courtroom. I'm gonna fart on you. Like Lucy Simpson's pissed. That's the prosecutor. The defense attorney comes back. Laura Gracie downplays the incident, telling the court Cook had been smoking a cannabis joint at the time and felt police overreacted in a way they dealt with him. He became increasingly upset with them and acted in the manner libeled. 
Cook pleads guilty to possession of cannabis and to behaving in a threatening or abusive manner by farting. He's admonished without penalty for the drug charge. So this isn't the first time police have brought charges for breaking wind. In 2008, 34-year-old Jose Cruz was pulled over in West Virginia for driving without his headlights on. Cruz failed multiple field sobriety tests and was taken to the police station to sleep it off. While he was there, a criminal complaint alleged he deliberately passed gas and made a waving motion towards a police officer in an attempt to distribute the smell toward him. Of course. Here's a quote. The gas was very odorous and created (laughs) contact of an insulting or provoking nature. The complaint stated recommending a battery charge be filed. Oh my God! <laughs> the Kanawha fucking get Kanawha over it. County Prosecutor's Office ultimately dropped the matter. Yeah, you think farting can also give suspects away? In July, the Clay County Sheriff's Office in Missouri reported that it was able to find a hiding suspect wanted on drug charges because of his loud farts. <laughs> <laughs> So then lastly, here's the two for one, 13-year-old arrested for farting in school. (laughs) What kid hasn't? (laughs) Right? In 2008, it was reported that a 13-year-old schoolboy was arrested for farting excessively. The student, again, at Florida, at the Florida school, was reportedly passing gas and mischievously turning off the computers of his fellow (laughs) classmates. So he's he's walking around the room, he's like, Unplugging shit, burnt, unplugging Amazing. shit. Amazing. So the Martin County Sheriff's Office releases a report that claimed the boy continue, quote, continually disrupted his classroom environment, end quote, by farting intentionally, which was followed by shutting down some computers that were used by other students at the time. After he confessed to his actions, the boy was placed under arrest by a school resource officer and charged with disruption of school function. He was later released to his mother. <laughs> I was going to say, like, when I was in college and I did theater, like, one of the things we always did, you knew the scene in your on stage in front of a big audience and someone would fart and then they knew you had to move into where they had been standing because that's the way the play was staged. It's battery. And so you would move in and you'd have to deliver your lines and it was like one of the jokes that people did. It's like, and the cops in the beginning that you were talking about, it's like, they're just like, it was so rude. I'm so offended. I'm going to charge you with things and take up the court's time about farts. I mean, the prosecutor too, was she was like on on it. They're she just was like so upset. So indignant about the whole Cook thing. Cook deliberately farted in the direction of the officer three times. That's so rude. Stating, how do you like that? Rude. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of what the hell lots farts. Of farts. Just like a lot of like dudes dropping through ceilings. Oh, lots of them. There was a lot. There's always been a lot of those. And I love the pictures of the aftermath. Yeah, I know. I imagine as I collect all the what the hells from the seasons that we did them early on, I could probably, I'll, I'll have to keep a running Excel spreadsheet of like how many farts, how many. <laughs> well, I did the fart exorcist lawsuit last time. Yeah. And there was one I remember that was like farting in the, in the police car and like everybody had to get out and. <laughs> There's all these different fart ones. Well, last time we talked about Gunga Gunga too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go check that Which is funny. Out. That case pops up when I'm looking for case. I'm like, oh, there's Gunga Gunga again. There's a carjacker. <laughs> the internet knows you. Gunga Gunga. Your search history is like. Maybe it's Maganga. Your ads would be fucked up. Maganga, Maganga, Maganga. Okay. <laughs> what yeah. do you have? 
just search what the hell in our in, oh. in our podcast and you'll come up with the last ganga, one we did. Ganga. okay god damn it all right we're moving on ganga, ganga. <laughs> so i yeah, know it's very mm. <clears throat> all right a former Louisiana priest and two dominatrixes, I could just stop right there. Yeah, that you got it. Have been charged with vandalism for alleged, allegedly having sex on top of a Louisiana church altar. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that that was, a, <laughs> that was an offense? You can't have sex on the church like altar. part of the Hayes Code. <laughs> a person was walking by St. Peter... And Paul Roman Catholic Church in Pearl River, whatever the fuck that is, on September 30th, whenever, whatever year that was, <laughs> when they allegedly saw a half-clothed priest through the church's windows engaging in a threesome with two corset-clad dominatrixes on top uh, of the you altar. you imagine seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to paint the picture. Uh. So Travis Clark, 37... The then pastor at that... Yeah, I was going to say the then pastor, because yeah. there's no way he's pastoring now. At that Catholic church, hmm, was arrested, as well as two of out-of-state women. <laughs> Mindy, 41, from Kent, Washington, and Melissa, 28, from Alpharetta, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> While the three were originally charged with obscenity... Uh-huh. The, etern- the district attorney's office announced that the charges had been reduced to institutional vandalism, one count each. They are accused of, quote-unquote, knowingly vandalizing, defacing, or otherwise damaging property and causing damage valued at over $500. <laughs> to- <laughs> I mean, how, how crazy was the sex? I was going to say, can we get the video? Okay, so attorney Bradley Phillips, who represents the two young ladies has rightfully chosen not to pursue the obscenity charges against my clients. (laughs) Desecrating an altar. He's saying, their attorney is saying, this was legal because it didn't occur in public. It was inside the church. (laughs) He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Churches are open to everyone. They don't close. (laughs) They did wait six months and decided to pursue the lesser charge. Uh, mm. God. Once again, the attorney says, once again, they have overstepped their bounds as this nothing as this is nothing more than a thinly veiled attempt to regulate the morality of private individuals. Just because you don't like something doesn't make it criminal. My clients look forward to their day in court. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Oh. Uh, Clark was removed from his post at the church. One day after his arrest, that Catholic church, they move swiftly when they want to. He told police at the time of the arrest that they were role playing and recording mm. the consensual acts so that they were, aren't actually dominating. Like from the Bible? Yeah. Oh, is that what they do? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, the archbishop said, I'm sorry, sir, but your acts are deplorable. That was the word. His desecration of the altar in church was demonic. Hmm. I am infuriated by his actions. When the details became clear, we had the altar removed and burned. Oh my God, the crime scene. (laughs) (laughs) That's the quote. The altar was removed and burned. Bless it. They burned it. 
Oh my god. They <laughs> the archbishop removed it and burned it. I just <laughs> I can't. Oh fuck. Okay. Imagine the faces like while they're removing that thing out. Like, get that deplorable thing out of here. <laughs> I'm just imagining the guy walking by the window. They're like kind of doing a double take. He's like, is that my pastor? Oh my God. <laughs> it's creepy though. At the same time. And then just standing there watching <laughs> maybe for a little bit too long. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, my tears. I have oh, tears. That's too funny. That's huh. a scene out of like a comedy. I know. Oh, a lot of these are number three for me. Mm-hmm. Dennis Hawkins. Yes, ma'am. Man dressed in wig, clown pants, and fake breasts robs bank with a BB gun. There's something that you... Says cop. There's something about the way you said pants. Pants. <laughs> clown pants. I Swiss can't. Vale, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. A Pittsburgh man wearing a blonde wig, fake breasts, and clown pants <laughs> was arrested after he allegedly robbed a bank at gunpoint. Clown pants. Swissvale Police Chief Greg Geppert said Dennis Hawkins, aged 48, guy, come on, Mm-mm. you're 48, Mm-mm. shoplifted a BB gun from a local Kmart and then used it during the heist. Okay. The suspect allegedly fled the bank with an undisclosed amount of money. So how do we find this guy? Shortly after the police were called to investigate the robbery, they received a tip from a nearby gas station <laughs> that a man fitting this description, he was wearing, uh, he was dressed as a woman in clown pants with <laughs> fake breasts. He was attempting to steal a car. Uh, okay. Just the yep. imagery, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Hawkins apparently was covered in red dye from exploding an exploding dye pack. Yeah. Allegedly entered a woman's parked car dressed this way. So he has clown pants, boobs, fake breasts, and a wig, and exploded ink all over him, sits into the car to take her car. She just quickly gets out of the car, yeah. like, uh, yeah. no, and leaves. Yeah. The police arrive at the gas station to find Hawkins still sitting inside the vehicle. I just thought I'd wait here with my clown pants. Yeah, I'm just going to sit here and, you know. (laughs) He didn't know. He figured he could just sit there and maybe (laughs) they'd just drive right by. (laughs) So he definitely, according to this police uh, office, they're like, you know, he's definitely getting our nomination for the dumbest criminal. I mean, with the wig on, you still have his black facial hair with a blondish wig. And the bandit with unique fashion sense is now being held on a $230,000 bail. I mean, he could have just taken off all that shit and sat in the car and maybe... You think? Or maybe driven away. You think? (laughs) He didn't even try. He's like, I'm done. I got my clown pants. I'm just going to take my clown pants and go home. Why not? (laughs) Thank you, Kathy. My God. That's our what the hell for the day, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoy these episodes. We certainly do. And we will be back in a couple months, you know, with more what the hell. So thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.